Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Energy. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we invest in energy infrastructure. We read about energy. We talk to people in the energy sector. We write about energy. We explore how the shale revolution is leading to American energy independence and how climate change is impacting how energy is produced and used. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities, which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I'm going to talk about sentiment amongst midstream energy infrastructure investors. In some ways, 2019 has been the toughest year in recent memory. The sector is up, pipelines are outperforming the rest of the energy sector. Canadian pipelines are doing incredibly well. TC Energy, used to be TransCanada, is up 50% for the year. I mean, nobody knows that unless they own the stock. Enbridge and Pemina, two other big Canadian companies, are both up around 30%. There are many American pipeline companies that would be better investments if they were run like the Canadians. For example, the Canadians pay reliable distributions. None of them cut their distributions in recent years. They allocate capital cautiously, and they don't do things that disadvantage their investors to the benefit of management. In other words, they don't have bad governance. And Tallgrass Energy is a recent example. We've talked about this before and written about it on our blog. Management struck a deal earlier this year to sell the rest of the shares that they hadn't already sold to Blackstone at a fixed price if Blackstone bought the 56% of the company they didn't already own. This effectively created a put option for management because as the price of tall grass sank, they still had a higher fixed price at which they could sell their shares. The side letter broke the alignment of interest between management and the rest of the owners. And we think has actually cast a pull over the sector more broadly in terms of how investors regard other partnerships where there's the same possibility of management doing some self-dealing like that. CEO David DeHamers announced his retirement earlier in the week, ending a very successful career on an unfortunate sour note since he was the chief beneficiary of this side letter. But poor governance has only been one of the issues facing the pipeline sector. MLPs have been cutting distributions for years because they've been chasing growth projects created by the Shell Revolution. And as it's turned out, the enormous increase in oil and gas production that fracking and horizontal drilling have brought has been a fantastic success for America, but not for the companies involved in its production, which has been incredibly frustrating for investors. Independent natural gas, E&P, exploration production companies, are in some cases almost bankrupt. And we've talked in the past about Range Resources and Chesapeake, which traded a small fraction of their highs of recent years. It's been much better to be a consumer of energy than to be a producer. America has electricity that is on average a third cheaper than in the EU. Our greenhouse gas emissions are lower than they would otherwise be because we're using more natural gas and less coal. So we're keeping our emissions down and we're causing less pollution as well because coal produces all kinds of other horrible pollutants in addition to CO2. Our energy security is stronger than it's ever been. We're less reliant on other countries, particularly the Middle East and OPEC, to provide us oil because we're importing less and less crude oil and we're exporting more natural gas. This is only happening in America. But the poor governance along some pipeline companies has been compounded with overly ambitious building plans. Investors worry 
that even the growing production that we have will not be enough to fill up all of the additional pipeline capacity that is planned. Another issue recently has been tax loss selling. There's been about $3.5 billion of outflows from retail-oriented MLP funds in the past year. That's about 7% of the $50 billion in these types of funds. Most days, there are some sellers. Most investors probably have gains, realized gains in other sectors, and they're looking for a loser in the energy patch against which they can pair it. But nonetheless, when you look at the energy sector carefully, pipelines really are the bright spot. Our American Energy Independence Index is up 14% for the year. If you've put aside the S&P, I think that's a pretty good year. And it's because corporations are doing much better than MLPs, and our index is 80% corporations. Within that, of course, the Canadian names have done spectacularly well, especially the three that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, TC Energy, Enbridge, and Pemina. But if you could sit in my office and watch me as I talk to clients, you'd see that I'm having regular conversations with investors who are asking, why is the sector so weak? And the volume of those calls is definitely higher than it is normally in recent months. It's weak because so many people are asking the same question. And some of those people are acting on it. Some of those people have had enough and have decided to sell out of the sector. November seasonally is the weakest month of the year. There's a more pronounced January effect in the pipeline sector, especially in MLPs, than you see more broadly in the S&P 500 because it's a more retail-dominated sector. Nonetheless, energy sentiment remains terrible, but free cash flow continues to grow because companies are spending less on new projects and their existing assets are generating more cash than in the past. We wrote about this in a blog about six months ago, and you can find it online. Just Google the coming pipeline cash gusher. Every quarter, as companies go through another earnings season, we review our assumptions and make sure we still believe that we're on track. And third quarter earnings, which are pretty much all out, largely confirmed that we expect to see a big jump in free cash flow across the sector between now and 2021 approximately $7 billion in free cash flow this year, up from a billion dollars last year. We think you'll see it in the 20s next year and in the 40s in 2021. It's a sector with about a $450 billion market cap. So that's a pretty decent jump in free cash flow. We're not the only people that are looking for that. And I think as generalist investors start to get more comfortable that that's really what's happening, the sector should bounce and go higher. We're certainly overdue for a rally. In fact, sentiment seems about as bad as I can remember. So that bounce just might be coming up now. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Energy. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, watch videos and webinars. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Twitter at Simon Lapp.